White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Right after, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on the Twitter machine. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is on Locked On Sox. If you go there on Twitter, go to the Instagram, go to YouTube, and subscribe there. If you want to leave us a voice message, and we got a couple of those, 312-566-8727. Even some old people calling in, 312-566-8727 or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com to leave an email. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Chris, how's your weekend going? Well, pretty damn good, and I've got some friends with me here that'll tell you the same. I've got Bill here. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge Division Street. Let's go. And I've got another friend down here in the basement with me. We've been hanging out, drinking Smirnoff, turning Smirnoff into urine all day. And I don't like the Cubs. And it's going to be great to me. It's going to be a great thing to see our guys come out there and kick some Cub ass. I'm telling you right now because that's going to be a lot of fun. And I like Joe Namus. I guarantee it. It's going to happen. Uh, Hawkstradamus there uh, predicting uh, what we all felt was coming this weekend, but uh, I was not bold enough to predict a sweep. Uh, we'll get to the series uh, in just a bit here, but we are brought to you by Locked On MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past Featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts, subscribe to Lockdown MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. A news item here, following the White Sox sweep of the Cubs, Luis Robert scheduled to return tonight in Minnesota. Now, we have the luxury here to speculate before the corresponding roster move comes down, and uh, who do we think is going to be the victim here? Who's going to have to... Uh, leave this White Sox party uh, could be temporarily could be for good but Herb who do you think is going to be the odd man out here come this time tomorrow unfortunately for him and uh, I'm very sad for him because he's done this already Gavin Sheets will be sent down I believe mm. just now, because is that, is that what you would do if you had on your Rick Rickon's Teflon suit and your baseball GM pants is that is that the move you would make or you just think that's the move they're going to make or both it's both it works both ways cheats hasn't played that much lately more of those starts and uh opportunities have been going to brian goodwin you can't send brian goodwin back down to the minors he'll be uh, he had to be dfa'd which some other team would pick him up like that same thing with jake lamb he'll be if he's dfa'd he'll be picked up by some other team he just came back from the il so i'm sure that they're not gonna uh DFA him tomorrow or to later on today. Sheets has options. He has at least three more options, I believe. Um, and he doesn't play that much. Right now, first base is chock full of people who can play first base, and he's an outfielder with 
what, five, six outfielders out there who are probably ahead of him. I think he'll be the guy that uh, has the has the uh, seat down to Charlotte yourself. What do you think? I, no, I think uh, I think it is going to be Jake Lamb DFA'd. I, I just don't know what he mm. does what he does for you. Um, okay. You know, this is the first time I'm stepping out here on Jake Lamb, despite what the, what the haters will say. What, but, a, what a Jake <laughs> Lamb hater <laughs> since day one. You know it. Um, you know, I just he hasn't been part of the mix in quite some time. I, I think the the appearance in the game last night was just a professional courtesy. You know, like if he has a good game, maybe he's able to, you know, catch some scouts' eyes and, and latch on to another club here. But, you know, I, I think – I was texting with a friend of mine, a White Sox season ticket holder friend of, of mine, Joe, earlier this evening, and uh, we were talking about the, what move was going to come. And I told him I think Gavin Sheets is going to stick around because uh, I don't know if they're going to waste a, an option uh, just to bring him back in, in September – um, when the rosters expand, but you know, I, I don't know how that works. Actually, I don't know if that's considered. You know, um, well, yeah, you have to send him down to send him, uh, bring him back up again. Yeah, so I, he'll be up here in September, and he's going to get a lot of good playing time in September because the Sox now have a ten and a half game lead, pretty comfortable lead, and Jake, or excuse me, in. Uh, Gavin Sheets is going to get some good playing time and good experience and good at bats in the month of September because he's going to be able to give guys a day off. You know, by DH in and, and for playing first base and playing a little bit of right field and maybe see how he can do in left field there a little bit. He's going to be able to shuffle around a little bit. And the most important thing about when you're trying to develop young talent like that is they need the at-bats. And you know, eventually the minor league season is going to end and he's not going to be able to have those opportunities. So the way I see it is like, why not just keep him here? And I know he's not getting a ton of at-bats as is, but at least he stays in the mix and he can you can give him a pinch hit here or there. In, uh, in low leverage spots or even high leverage spots because I do like the power from the left side and I think that is a an attribute that can serve this team well in the postseason having a guy with that has the threat to take you deep late in the ball game uh, when when someone comes out of that bullpen so I think he will stay for that regard I just don't know what Jake Lamb does for you really other than play you know a, a, an average in, infield when he's backing up there that's you know limited versatility. Uh, and just and, you know, Brian Goodwin does a lot of the things that Jake Lamb does, but a bit better. I know Jake Lamb's power numbers are a little bit better in terms of plate appearances, but Brian Goodwin's you know he's had on a hell of a stretch here, so I don't think they're going to mess with that. So I, I think Gavin Sheets is here to stay. I think this is valuable experience for him, and he can still, as Yasmani Grandal still is not back yet. There's still going to be opportunities here when you don't have Grandal in to sub at DH and first base. You know, just shuffling those guys around with the ten and a half game lead, I think he's going to uh, be valuable here. And sure, Jake Lamb could do that as well. But I think Gavin Sheets, when you're trying to develop a bat like that, I think he's going to have his say and be up here with the big club. So that's just my thoughts. That's what I would do. And you, you know, the options thing is is a good point. But uh, you know, I, I just I like the uh, the element that he brings. And uh, Jake Lamb, I just don't know. Uh, what he does for you ultimately so I'm waiting for him to call an MFU later on today well he already called so we'll get to that in a little bit but that was before obviously I said my controversial take uh, just now but we'll get to your voicemails in just a second here but man oh man what a weekend for the White Sox uh, they cap the sweep of the Cubs by being victorious the score of nine to three over the North Siders last night on national television and, and I hesitate to call it a coming out party because the Sox had been on national TV before they were in the playoffs last season but it, it felt like a reintroduction to the national baseball landscape with this victory last night because you saw all the things here on display you saw all your stars show out you saw pretty solid starting pitching 
He got a heavy dose of Tony La Russa love. I know you were uh, out in the burbs and you listened to most of it on the radio, but it was mm-hmm. uh, a big-time Tony La Russa love fest, as was that, that first game in Anaheim, if you remember that one. But that was the national narrative. And now the national narrative, after that first weekend of, of baseball, has swung back around to, can you believe people thought – that uh, the Tony could not relate to his players. So, yeah, so Matt Vaskersian and A-Rod were spiking the ball on that one. Uh, a few bumps in the road along the way, and hey, let's not forget, that's not the main reason why Sox fans didn't want Tony La Russa here. But I digress. Tony's doing a hell of a job, and it's hard to complain over a, about a sweep of the Cubs, uh, but you guys have found your ways to complain, and we'll get to that in the voicemail in just, mm-hmm. a, in just a second here. But uh, when I look at this weekend series, Herb, you know, there's not a lot of things that really jump out at you it's definitely satisfying because Sox fans I know you're listening to this and you watch the Cubs pseudo dynasty you know uh, over the last few years hog up all the headlines locally and nationally and now you finally get a chance to curb stomp them for all to see uh, on national TV and it's, it's it's a good feeling, no doubt. But this it's not a different. It's a different Cubs team than what we thought it was going to be at, at this point. I certainly, you know, did not believe the Cubs would sell off. You know, I, th- I didn't think they'd be, have the opportunity to sell off. Let's say that I thought they would hang in there long enough where they would force the hand of Jed Hoyer to not make any crazy moves. But here we are. They're playing a, basically a four A 4A team out there this weekend. But they did exactly what they were supposed to do, Herb. And I, I guess my big takeaway from this weekend is, yes, you beat a bad team. And, yes, that's what they've been doing all season long. But they go into a, a, a packed house at Wrigley Field. And I don't care who you're playing and who's wearing that Cub uniform. It's mm-hmm. a big series when you're playing in, in this crosstown series. We, we, we under, underscore it a lot, and we say that all victories count the same. But if you felt the energy of that game on Friday and the, the wildness of it and, and the, the emotional roller coaster after the Cubs tied it, you can't tell me that these aren't big games in hostile environments. And I think the Sox passed those tests of winning big games on the road and finishing off a team that they are better than. And, and they got some of these guys back. You got Rodon back. You got guys hitting again. So when you look at this series, Herb, what's your number one takeaway uh, when, you, when you look back at this three-game series here? Um, Carlos Rodon is the number one thing I take away from this series. He is filthy. Like, he's back. That guy is just mind-numbingly great this year. He had a couple bad starts, and you thought more. Everybody thought, like, okay, he's a little tired, and the White Sox didn't give give him a lot of rest right there from his start before to this one, and it showed. He He showed out. And, yeah, say what you want about the Cubs lineup. They're professional hitters. They're in the major leagues. And he made them look real stupid, real dumb. We saw the game before. The Cubs are resilient. They came back, got the big-time Andrew Romine three-run home run to send into extras or just send into the ninth. And then the White Sox went in extras on Friday. But Carlos Rodon shutting down the Cubs with filth. Just they couldn't see him. They couldn't touch him. It was good to see that guy back because for us to win a World Series, for us to get to the ALCS and all the stuff that we wanted to get to, he's going to be probably, if not the most important, one of the most important people to lead us there. So it was good to see him, to see those strikeouts. Sometimes just confidence to know that you can do it no matter who the, the team is. I think his next star will be versus the Yankees. I think he'll be hyped up for that series no matter what. 
Yeah, so he's coming off six days rest, and I think that's the difference right there. He's able to get that extra day of rest, and his numbers are, are really remarkable when he has that extra day. So I, I think there's a clear path here for uh, Carlos the rest of the way, and he was just awesome. He, he only goes to five innings, but he was dominant in doing so, 11 strikeouts and just giving up the two hits. I mean, getting it up there 96-97 in the first inning, you knew he wasn't out there messing around. He, he wanted to go out there and show right away. He was feeling good. That slider had awesome, awesome depth to it. He, yeah. that, that, the, 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 the back foot slider to the right-handed hitters was just a thing of beauty here. That, that's stuff that'll play against any team. I don't care who's out there against you. And that was I, I would agree that's the most um, encouraging thing that I saw all weekend. Beyond Eloy hitting for power again to, to all fields, beyond Moncada getting it going a little bit, beyond T.A. leading off the game with a home run last night. Carlos Rodon you know, reestablishing himself as a guy that could be at the top end of the rotation in a postseason series was by far uh, the, the most pleasant thing that I saw. And, and I have a bit more confidence now in if a postseason series began today that Carlos Rodon would be going at the very least. And I, I think I've wavered a little bit. I think I'm pretty dead set on Lance Lynn in game one. He's, he's passed several tests along the way of pitching in big games. And, and you know that you're not going to have to rely on him or worry about him with any rest issues. or you know The track record is there. So I, I don't think anyone would feel shaky about Lance Lynn going out there. I could definitely see it going sideways, you know, but it hasn't really all year. You know, he's it's you know he all he does is pound the strike zone with with great movement, and you're wondering how he does it. They you know start in and start out. You know, so it, it's one of those things. But yeah, Carlos Rodon easily pencil him in number two starter in a postseason series as of right now, and I feel really great about that. The other big thing here, the topic of conversation on Friday. What a wild game Friday! That that game, although insanely frustrating, and I was uh, I was you know uh, texting with our guy Jay Hood who was doing a. Uh, post game on uh, across the the dial there on ESPN 1000 I was driving around listening to, to his coverage to see what Sox fans were saying and Sox fans were so mad about Craig Kimbrell uh, because of course he's got that cubby stink on him you know and this guy's you know <laughs> this guy's a double agent and he and he tanked the game he threw it on purpose um, all, all this lunacy and I, I, I texted Hood I said hey turn it back the clock tonight for Sox post game I love it <laughs> <laughs> and he said yeah man you know Got the got the Ranji calls vibe going, but yeah, this was just a wild game. When you go back to Friday, but the, the big thing here is the narrative everyone was talking about Saturday morning and Friday evening was, oh, here we go. You, you know, the this is what I originally thought was going to happen here. You've got you've got two closers, you've got none. Um, but I don't think that's actually going to be the case with these particular guys. You you had, you had Craig Kimbrell going out there and having his worst outing literally in a decade. 2011 was the last time he was that bad uh, in an outing. So it was just an anomaly, and, I, and I'm kind of relieved that he got it out of the way because he bounced back nicely um, the next day. Um, and Liam Hendricks was able to get the day off there on Saturday. But this was a thing everyone was talking about, Herb. Like, okay, so how, how do you handle this bullpen here the rest of the way? Because everyone's freaking out. Like, oh, Crank Kimbrell in the ninth inning has such a different mentality. If, if you're Tony La Russa, um, you know, grab yourself a cocktail and put on your baseball pants and uh, and your, throw on your weird mask again because the variant is going around. Uh, what, how do you handle this bullpen the rest of the way here? Do you, do you handle it how he's been handling it with Craig Kimbrell's your setup man and Liam Hendricks is your closer, uh, or do you just leave it as is that way for the regular season? Then maybe you switch it up in the postseason. How do you think they're going to handle it here the rest of the way? And are you concerned with what you saw from Craig Kimbrell on Friday? He was getting hit hard. They weren't missing any pitches. 
Um, I think being back in the place that you revitalized your career after what two or three starts with your new team, it's got to be odd. It's got to be weird to come out of that other bullpen in that same ballpark. I don't know. I just give him a mulligan on that one because unbelievable. Yeah, because I think you know it's one bad start. He's probably in his career. I think. Three earned runs is probably very, very unusual for him. Closers or setup men are going to have that from time to time. Let him get into his role. Let him understand if you're going to use him as the setup guy, he's going to have some problems with doing that. Think about it. The the 26 or 25, 26, and 27th out, people say, are always the hardest. And closers, for some reason, when you put them in for non-save situations, it's not there. It's sometimes it's the intensity is not there. Sometimes the focus is not there. These guys have to be a certain way and they're creatures of habit. We spoke about this many times before. Liam Hendricks is more of a guy that is pliable. Yes, he's a maniac. And yes, he is a guy that would love to be pitching the last three outs of the game. But it seems like Craig Kimbrell was a little bit better as the closer. And you look at his career in non-save situations and save situations, it's night and day. He's not the same guy if he's the setup guy or the closer. I would say for the betterment of the team, and Liam Hendricks has no problem with this, and Craig has said all the right things, but in his heart of hearts, I'm sure he wants to be the closer. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher, having his best year probably on record. He probably wants to end this year off with being the closer of the best team in baseball. So I would have Liam be the setup guy. Come in, high leverage, leverage situation, even if it's the sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning, and Craig Kimbrell will take the ball for the last three outs. That's how I would set it up. Yeah. How, how about you? No, I agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, I, I default to the Hall of Famer. I think Craig Kimbrell is going to be a Hall of Famer uh, via his work as a closer. And, you know, I think – the the way they're going to do it here the rest of the regular season is I don't think you're going to see them pitch on the same day quite often. I, I think Tony wanted that one Friday. You know, you want that first game of the series because I think it's set up the rest of the weekend nicely. You got that first one out of the way. And, and Tony's returned. I shouldn't say returned to Wrigley because the man has never uh, – well, he did re- – he obviously managed there with the Cardinals and, and such. But as far as in a White Sox uniform, like that was, that was a big game. I, I'm sure he wanted that game, so he's going to roll out his best possible – uh, pitchers to, to get that one there and it was just an anomaly as you said but uh, yeah I, I think I, during the regular season you're not going to see those guys pitch on the same day often you're going to get rid of some of of that type of you know uh, mystery you know you, you want to leave teams wondering what you're going to do and I think to give both guys rest having them alternate on days will be most effective and, and hopefully you'll have situations where you know, you, you, like Saturday where you didn't have to use a closer, even though you used Kimbrel, then all of a sudden the Sox erupt for, for some more runs and uh, you, you weren't in a safe situation after that. But I think they're going to alternate days and because each guy is going to be most comfortable closing a game. But I think if I'm toning the postseason, I'm doing exactly as you laid out. You have your pitcher go six. That would be ideal. 
And then, you know, maybe Kopech comes in and see what he's got. And maybe Liam Hendricks has to come in and bail out Kopech for a, a third of an inning in the seventh. He comes in there. He's able to to spank his own ass. I don't know if you saw that video that the White Sox tweeted out. Liam Hendricks going out there on Friday, giving himself a little fanny slap, like <laughs> the, gi- nice. the giddy up to get it going. That guy's a, a lunatic, man. I love him. So he comes in, you know, finishes off, uh, you know, a third of an inning, and then he comes back out for the inning after that. I have, I have no worries about Liam Hendricks getting up, so to speak, for, for a high leverage spot like that and, and maintaining the intensity. You saw him do it in Milwaukee. Granted, it was uh, to finish finish a game but he's a guy that that can find a way to motivate himself and it, I'm sorry if you can't find motivation in a postseason game I don't know what to do for you and then you'll have Kimbrel there for the ninth who's uh, about as dependable as anyone can be so and we do know uh, Liam Hendricks has the propensity to give up the long ball which uh, often worries me but when he's pumped up and he's got that adrenaline going and you put him in in a high leverage spot let's say on a road during a postseason series yeah I'm, I'm going with him you know and, and the leverage could be at, at any point here you know so it's not always in the ninth inning so that's why it's not necessarily a demotion to see him in the seventh and eighth inning I wouldn't look at it as that you know when that when that breaking ball is working it's as unhittable as any pitch in baseball so that's exactly how I would do it Herb you have him go multiple innings if need be to lock down a game and then Kimbrel in the ninth and boom that's very hard to beat this team especially when they're scoring runs when when that's your formula at the back end but I do think you give the courtesy once the games count for real for real to uh, the guy who's done it longer and who's most comfortable in doing that so why, why rock the boat Sox sweep the Cubs I'm sure you guys want to talk about it your voicemails next here on Lock on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Stat Hero. Did you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports actually lose? Is it really that surprising though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. Let's be real, folks. You don't stand a chance. Until now, introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time, and no one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. Unreal. That's three times back on your first play when you use that promo code locked on. If you're not good at math like me, that's a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. You know, we don't, we're already 20 minutes into this thing. Unreal. Uh, we, so we want to get to uh, some of the other things that occurred this weekend. But why don't we uh, hit up the voicemail here real quick. Uh, 312-566-8727. 312-566-8727. Lockedonsocks at gmail.com is how you can get a hold of us. And uh, some folks want to talk about uh, last night's victory, as do I. This is Jason from DeKalb. I'm sitting here watching Alex Rodriguez talk. And it reminds me of that speech in Billy Madison where the panelist says everyone is dumber for listening. It's just too much of this corny goober. He just can't stop. But at least the Sox are about to take their third in a row. Eloy's swinging the bat well. And outside of uh, Alex Rodriguez's dribble, yeah, buddy, I know. The corny goober man's about to get off the screen. Uh, It's a nice night. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. 
Yeah, I, I you uh, I know did not take in much of that broadcast, and lucky you. I actually I've I've seen it and heard it a lot worse in the past, and I know it's tough when you're a Sox fan and you're not on national television a lot, and that's the the broadcast that you're served up with. Like I said, uh, Herb, I don't know if you knew this, but Tony La Russa has a law degree. Did you know that? I did not. Wow. Yeah, amazing. Not only does he have a law degree from Florida State, you know, there's only been about five or six managers in the history of baseball that have a law degree. La Russa, obviously one of them. Tony La Russa is, is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a real weird broadcast with, filled with several clunky moments there. No, no more clunkier than bringing in Al Michaels. Uh, who is uh, well deserved, and he is the uh, one, the one of the Ford. Yeah, he's the 2021 Ford C Frick Award winner. Um, and it was cool to, to have him share stories and all, but just the way they handled it uh, was very very weird. And I know it's not easy. They they are at the ballpark, Vascursion and A Rod, but Al Michaels was not there, obviously. So it was a it's a little weird, and uh, it was not the most enjoyable uh, broadcast. But ultimately, the mission accomplished, and you got your stars out there showing out. You got Tim Anderson, who was initially not in the lineup, then he. Talked Talks himself back into the lineup, and you see why uh, with that leadoff home run right there. Um, There's another uh, voicemail here. Hey, Chris and Herb, Mark in Litchfield Park. Great weekend, great night for Meloy tonight. Uh, Cease with a couple hiccups, but uh, this broadcast is absolute dog shit. (laughs) This is garbage. Uh, They can't talk about any of the Sox players. It's Everybody else but. Uh, awful. Absolutely awful. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, Mark. Love hearing from you. Yeah, man. It's frustrating. But you have to you know, the, the, take a step back, and it's not a great broadcast. The Joe, the Joe Buck, John Smoltz broadcast – uh, and you know Joe Buck can pretty much interchange any partner. I know this is a kind of a hot take. A lot of people in Chicago do not like Joe Buck. I happen to like him a lot. Um, but that's the Fox broadcast is a much cleaner broadcast, much smoother, much more conversational. Uh, this this the ESPN one, uh, not so much here. But uh, let's get back to Eloy real quick, um, folks. That second home run. Eloy Jimenez with another mighty blast. This one the other way, an opposite field homer. And for Jimenez, his second of the night. Boy, there is no better feeling for White Sox fans than coming here across town and putting their feet up on the furniture as they have all weekend long. So he had dirty cowboy boots on. Pushed this out of the way, barged in the house. My brother had these brand new couches. They were suede. Right? And he gets on the couch and says, why don't I stretch out? <laughs> and just started grinding mud on his couch, man. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet in Eddie's couch. Fuck your couch. <laughs> Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. Fuck your couch. Fuck your couch. Uh, yeah, the couch was not safe uh, from uh, from Sox hitters last night uh, on Sunday night, man. But, it, you know, I, this broadcast, I, I don't know what to say about it other than we won't have to deal with it much, uh, I don't think at all, the rest of the regular season. And then you'll you'll get a dose of, of Fox when you're deep in the postseason if the Sox are lucky enough to get there. But it, I, I just – I tend to – lock in just on the game itself and try not to be distracted because I think we're too close to it Herb 
you because we've seen this broadcast a lot as the Cubs have been on there a lot the past few years, so we were kind of used to it. But I think for Sox fans, this is like their reintroduction to uh, ESPN's baseball uh, coverage, and and we love Book Shambi. You know, he does the radio broadcast, and he does obviously Cubs for Marquee. I, I love uh, him when he was on there, but this one not so much. I, I just think Sox fans are just not used to it. What do you think? Yeah, it's just like it's an, an honor to be on national television. Yep. It's awesome. Like I know people get mad at Matty V and A-Rod. I'm not Matty V's not the guy that I fell in love with the that he was in was a youngster. Like the guy who was in Milwaukee, who was in San Diego, who would do a couple of the games uh nationally and you would say, "Okay, that guy has a future." I don't know what happened to him. It just seemed so watered down. So I'm not watching the games. Somebody give me notes so I can say some quick anecdotes. Same thing with A-Rod. It's just, it, I don't know. For a person that watches them every day, it's very frustrating to have the national guys kind of, I feel, mail it in with their broadcast. I think you only have one game a week. Study. Understand who's in the game. Understand what's going on. You know, so many graphics, they were talking about trades between the Cubs and White Sox. They're talking about the trade right there with Craig Kimbrell. They said, wow, they got Craig Kimbrell for Nick Madrigal. Of course, Cordy Hoyer's in that trade, too, and he's literally <laughs> on the active roster. Yeah. No thing there. I understand they're trying to, you know, get the, the highlights of the trade and the acquisition, but Cody Hoyer's playing actually on the team right now but if your team's getting called by matt vasgersian and a rod and we can bitch about it it's a great thing let's bitch about it a lot more i think the thursday night game is an espn game too so more than likely those two again doing the feel the dreams game oh no that's right oh oh, no i forgot about that i think it is i don't know if it is that or fox i'm not sure which uh uh, entity has it, but I would assume it would be. I don't never remember uh, Fox doing a weekday game during the regular season. Um, I think it, I feel like it is Fox. Uh, and that'd be great. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, but um, because I'm trying to remember if I've seen any any promos for it. Um, yeah, it's Fox. Yeah, so that's okay. that's good. That'll be great. That'll be really nice, and they'll they'll do a pitch perfect job of of, re- of getting the right tone and telling the right storylines. And I, I don't think there there'll be many Sox Yankees storylines. It'll be very much you know uh, just about the 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 venue itself. And by the way, do you know anyone that's going to that? I know absolutely zero people going to this, and I got an offer to go. What? But, but I you know as a season ticket holder, they send out a thing. Yeah. Hey would you want to go if these became available? I said, yes. And then they asked you subsequently, okay, with the credit card you have on file, <laughs> if you are selected as a person that wants to go, would you want the $400 per ticket to be on your credit card? I said, no, call me, <laughs> <laughs> call me and tell me, or send me an email. So yeah, I haven't got that email as yet. So maybe I have a chance, but I wouldn't go hey, if, if either way. I'll, if you get that, I'll go. I'll okay, if, I'll pay that. I'll pay okay. that. <laughs> right. so. If I get the email, I will tell you immediately. All right. So, yeah, but actually it's funny because we were down there in the 108 last week, and uh, our guy Wally from the 108 was randomly selected as from Sox season ticket holders. So him and uh, Pete Hand are going. So that okay. was very cool that they get a chance to go. 
Um, and then I was looking up tickets on uh, on StubHub and SeatGeek this weekend. Thirteen hundred a pop, uh, the, the minimum to get you in the building. So maybe you don't want to get. Let me get them. Maybe you want to sell them. Um, I mean, where? Are the, where you, I don't know if you can. Can you sell them after? People are people are doing it. So. Like, like I live here in Illinois. That drive, I remember, it was like four, or five hours. I mean, we drove to is it? Cedar Rapids. Is it that? And it, we drove to Cedar Rapids first, and then we drove to that place. So it, we did a circuitous route. I think if you just go yeah, straight, it's to like Dyersville, I think it's three, and, three and a half, yeah. four hours. Yeah, I, I'm I, just I, trying to think. Like, do you go to the game and then just drive back home, or you find a hotel well, somewhere? Well, I looked at hotels. Also, you can't find many hotels there right now. Yeah. So it's yeah, you'd have it would be a and drive back. Hotel sixes. Yeah, exactly. They, but they will leave the light on for you, uh, I did as hear they that say. Tom <laughs> yeah. Um, getting back to that broadcast, though, they they did do something funny. Joe McEwing was mic'd up. I don't know if you caught any of that. You know, it, it typically offers nothing, uh, except uh, Willie Harris jumped in here, and I thought this was funny. Let's circle back to Joe McEwing, who is wearing a microphone for us tonight. Rossi. They can hear me on this microphone. Okay, you got How you it. come over here to Wrigley Field, my 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 ballpark, and it get mic'd up, and I don't get mic'd up. It is your That's ballpark. I, I hear I you. You have to talk to somebody about that. That boy Angie, that baby. You all right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Can't hurt the man of steel. Nope. Can't hurt him. Oh yeah, I can. I can hurt myself. Nobody else can. <laughs> <laughs> that third base coach fraternity, and I don't know. <laughs> Will, I think Willie Harris really sincerely did want to be mic'd up tonight. Absolutely, I don't think he was playing. Think about if you're Willie Harris, Herb. I know mm-hmm. you. I know you do often. You know, All White All Sox time. legend. You know, scores scores the game winning run in Game Four of the 05 World Series. Was a great role player on those teams. He gets the the. Uh, the throwaway interview. Uh, yes. For for the managerial job, uh, you know, he, he was an outfield instructor with the Reds. Gets the 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 throwaway interview for the Tony Larusa gig, and from the White Sox, and then he gets hired on the North Side uh, to be the third base coach. And he's probably thinking, "Oh man, going to a great organization here, winning, get to experience some some playoff baseball." And here he is, looking so weird in that cub uniform. You don't you don't see him often, but when they showed that shot there of him and Joe McEwing, he was, you know, uh, no helmet, so it looked more like the Willie uh, plus a couple of pounds uh, that that we're used to, uh, which hey, who hasn't put on a couple, but it's it's Willie Harris in the Cubs uniform and he's probably thinking, "Man, what the hell happened? Where did things go wrong for me?" cuz he's looking at the team that interviewed him, just trounced the team that he's on. He's not going to be in the postseason. Uh still gets to live in Chicago, which is great, but uh you know, it's certainly a, the, a an odd route for for Willie Harris to be where he's at and he sees his former team uh you know, trounce his current team on Sunday night baseball. It can't be fun to be old Willie. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, it's always good to be in a Major League Baseball clubhouse. Hopefully he could stay there on the north side. I've heard he's done nothing but good things. I mean, maybe one controversial send he's had this year. But for the most part, I think the Cub fans and Cub organization has been happy with him. But, yeah, <laughs> as a guy that it means so much to the White Sox, and if Willie Harris comes over to a, a south side game as a pedestrian and just, hey, I'm Willie Harris, Fox fans like, hey, scored the winning run in game four. I got you, my man. I don't care about it. You don't got that cup stink on you. Here's here's a free drink. Here's a free free beer. So yeah, the guy, you know, it sucks that his he thought that maybe this could be that like last dance and the guys could do their thing with the Cubs. And they were until they threw that no hitter in LA. Yeah. It's, 
fallen off the table since. You hate a no-hitter. You absolutely hate to see it happen to you every single time, uh, except for Carlos Rodon, obviously. Uh, before we preview the Twin Series here and go over the matchups for tonight, uh, my favorite thing that happened this weekend is uh, Lance Lynn hitting. And uh, we hate the pitchers hitting. It's absolutely just horrendous. How many times did you see a rally killed by the pitcher spot coming up? I'm glad we don't have to deal with that for a while. Um, and, and Lance Lynn, although he pitched a great game, six innings, four hits, gave up just the one run, eight strikeouts on two walks on uh, Friday in the lid lifter, um, he had some thoughts uh, about that game and his performance on Friday. Uh, it went all right, you know. Uh, six innings, uh, one run run, but poor shit, played appearances, uh, left the bases loaded twice. It was so shitty day, really. <laughs> so there's Lance Lynn assessing his plate appearances there. Uh, hopefully the next time we're worrying about Lance Lynn with a bat in his hand, it's uh, it's game one of the World Series, her. But I thought that was uh, that was a funny moment there from from Lance Lynn. But, yeah, I'm, I'm about done with the, with the pitcher's hitting thing for a while. And you're, here's the point where you tell me that there's more interleague games on deck. I know they've got the Pirates again. Uh, but they're, they're at home. Yeah, they're at home, so I don't know what else they've got. we got to talk about the 2021 schedule. Maybe we'll do that during our off day this week. I think there's an off day, um, and we'll we'll talk about Friday, that. Well, the, the off day is Friday. Uh, oh, because, because – oh, yeah, who cares then? That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't have to, to bullshit for a show. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the whole Field of Dreams thing, and hopefully I'll be talking about uh, me going out with Herb's tickets to the Field of Dreams game, and I'll be able to take my dad. So for the to, price of home the house. Yeah, today is my dad's birthday, by the way, so happy birthday to my father, Brian. He got to see that sweep for his birthday. So, uh, yeah, good times there. But uh, this twin series. Oh, he shares a birthday with, uh, well, off one day from Anthony Rizzo. Oh, how about that Rizzo thing, huh? Mm. Ooh. Not good, friends. What's Yo, going on there? Uh, That's just real dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I look at the schedule, just to confirm, the White Sox do not have any more National League ballparks that they are visiting this year, so they're good. Oh, thank God. We'll preview the Twin Series next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. little health and fitness update here. I am down 24 pounds. I'm so close to hitting that 25-pound mark. And it's all thanks to Built Bar. Well, not all of it, but without Built Bars, how would I ever be able to have delicious, healthy snacks that prevent me from falling off and having stuff like cookies and cake, stuff that's bad for you, loaded with sugar. But with Built Bar, I have a healthy option here. I even take them on vacation. They're so great. And they've got a new flavor out now. Rocky Road. It's got marshmallow and almond. They're on BuiltBar.com now, but you got to act fast. Sign up for the email and text alerts like I did so you don't miss these new flavors when they drop. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, they've got some great flavors up there. Along with Rocky Road, you've got orange, strawberry, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and even cherry barcia. All great flavors. I was able to snatch up German chocolate with my last order. I still got a few of those left. I'm kind of hoarding them, but they're one of my favorites as well. And Built Bars, as you know, always packed with protein, 17 grams of protein in most, and only 130 to 180 calories depending on the bar you get. But best of all, only four and a half grams of sugar. How amazing is that? It's all the great taste, but without the guilt. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can get yourself a free gift. And right now, when you go to Built.com, you can use our promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to get you 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. You guys know me. I've talked about this many times before. I love going to Bet Online and checking out some of the futures bets they have, but not just for sports. The Emmys are coming up in September, just about a month away here, and you can place a bet on who's going to win Best Comedy Series. Right now, Ted Lasso is your favorite in minus 1,500. Other shows on here. Man, I really haven't seen a lot of these shows. I've heard a lot of great things about Hacks. I'm going to be checking that out. But you can place a bet on whatever your favorite show is, Cobra Kai. If you got some dark horse picks here like Emily in Paris at plus 3,300, you can place your bet at Bet Online. What about Best Drama Series? The Crown, odds-on favorite at minus 1,200. How about The Handmaid's Tale, Bridgerton, Mandalorian, Lovecraft Country, This Is Us. These are all things you could bet on for the 2021 Emmys. And yes, if you're asking, you can still bet on who's going to be the first celebrity abducted by aliens. <laughs> right now, Elon Musk is actually the odds on favorite at plus 1400. Donald Trump coming in at plus 1600 and Joe Rogan also at plus 1600. So you can place your bet there for who will be first to be abducted by aliens at bet online. Great stuff going on there. So before the first pitch or whatever it is you're going to bet on, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, folks. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code, Locked On at Bet Online. So we'll, we'll just talk about tonight's uh, twin series here. Uh, on the mound, Twins, White Sox in Minnesota. The road trip continues. Lucas Giolito, 8-8 eight eight, with a 3-9-8 versus Bo Burrows. He's 0-0. He's got no record, Herb, so. Let's give him one. Yes, he's got an ERA of around 11. This one goes to 11. So it's a guy we haven't seen. He's a righty against Lucas Giolito, who's uh, been pitching pretty well of late. So it'll be an interesting series here. Uh, kind, of, kind of a big emotional letdown here. You, you've got the Cubs series and the Field of Dreams where you're in the national spotlight. Then here we go, ho-hum. You're up in Minnesota again to, to beat up on the Twins. So we'll, we'll talk about that one and uh, break it all down for tomorrow's show here. But anything else uh, on your notepad? here how was your weekend at the state fair were you there all weekend or just on saturday just on saturday okay. uh, courtney actually went to wisconsin twice voluntarily went to lake geneva on friday and then went to the state fair with me on saturday good i mean it's a lot of food that the the people were with good people stephanie and matt who live in colorado now but that's courtney's friends from back in the day just kept on bringing up new food for all of us to share and i was like oh god i'm so full they have the thing called the glazy which of course it's like a glazed donut as the bread and then in between it's like a hamburger and pulled pork it tastes great of course because it's got all the great ingredients but you know blood sugar was through the roof that was the first thing i ate (laughs) and then just kept on going you know after the i don't know what do we eat the cinnamon dusted cheese curds which doesn't sound good, but was the shit awesome. If you ever have a chance to go up to the Wisconsin State Fair, only an hour half away, right by Milwaukee, definitely go there. Get the cinnamon dusted cheese curtains. They change your life. Wow, Herb. I don't know. You like to get wet. 
Cinnamon dust, <laughs> cheese curds. I, I thought we were. <laughs> I thought I thought we were going to talk to Jake Lamb tonight, but let's close it out with one more voicemail here. Let's see who's checking in. Oh, hey there, guys. Uh, actually, uh, this is uh, Adam Engel. Oh, Adam Engel. Oh, Adam Engel. <laughs> yeah. of, of the Chicago White Sox. Yes, uh, we know. We know. Just got off a great win. Had a great win against the Cubs. We got the series. We're going to sweep tomorrow. Uh, kind of got turned on to your podcast actually through, uh, Jake Lamb, uh, teammate. Uh, I was rehabbing in Charlotte and he told me about you guys and, uh, great podcast. You guys do a great job. Here's the reason for my call. Uh, I'm Adam Angle. Thanks, thanks Adam. Re- reiterating, I'm, I'm Adam Angle. All righty. You got some jag off, uh, I don't know, loser, Paul Correct, I guess. Saying I, I don't know, comparing me to Knobloch, <laughs> I had a bad game, you know. I don't know who this guy is or why you put his shit on the air. Taking, I don't, I, but for real, Damn right, I think uh, everybody has a bad day. I lost that shit in the sun. You're bad. I, I can't rob every home run, okay? So quit putting that asshole on the air, okay? That being said, keep up the good work, guys. And uh, just, uh, I enjoy listening to the pod. Uh, I don't know why Tanny always has to talk trash about me, but Herb, thanks for uh, all your support uh, through the years. Thanks, I'm Adam. I, uh, I'll keep listening uh, throughout this? the playoffs and hopefully for a World Series. I don't know. No White Sox. Uh, I'm Adam Engel. Okay, thank you for the clarification. Um, why did that would be great? You know, I'm not sure exactly if that was Adam Engel. There's no way to actually tell here. Uh, but he actually shares the same phone with with Jake Lamb. If I'm just going by caller ID, which is weird, but I, I get it. Um, but how great is it that Adam Engel? He's been here for a few years now, and he already has the the accent. The 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 dialect of uh, of a union pipe fitter here on the south side <laughs> calling people a jagoff. Um, that'd be great um, if Adam Engel spoke that way. Um, true south local, th- local thirteen fourteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, thank you, Adam Engel. Again, that was Adam Engel uh, for for making the call there. But uh, yeah, Herb, uh, a fun one here today, and a little bit all over the place. But when you, when so much stuff happens uh, over the weekend, it's kind of tough to to jam it all in there but uh, I had a great weekend there as well hung around the house here I actually took a nap yesterday before the Cubs game there so that was a rare treat so yeah I'm actually feeling pretty good right about now as we uh, look forward here to another work week at the score and another week uh, of uh, doing shows here so that's all I got today Herb that is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill is the way you can reach him on Twitter Herb is Eknerwall23 that's me I don't know why I did myself in third person Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23, Lawrence spelled backwards. Lockdown Socks is where you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, 312-566-8727. You can be like Adam Mingle or Jake Lamb, if you call that, or LockdownSocks at gmail.com. For Chris, I'm Herb. Thank you for joining us. Have a good night on Lockdown Socks. <laughs>